Welcome to Living Bread Radio Presents, a program designed to teach and evangelize about the Catholic faith through various speakers and presentations given in the local listening area. Today's show features Father Nicholas Mancini, a priest of the Diocese of Youngstown, Ohio, and his series, 100 Years of Fatima. Today's show is titled, Pope John Paul II and the Third Message. And now, Father Nicholas Mancini. Welcome once again, my dear friends, to our series on Fatima, 100 Years. We look thus far at the messages that Our Lady has given to Jucenta, Francisco, and Lucia. Those messages came true, as we saw, the various ways in which Mary told the children of things that would happen, and of another great war, if mankind didn't do penance and repent. We saw the horrors and the atrocity of the Second World War and the impact that it had on a nation, a people, our Lord's people. When we look and we stop and think about what Mary was saying, Mary also saw the suffering of her people in a time in which hatred and envy was rampant with Herod, seeking to destroy the little children because he was afraid that he would lose power because a new king, the Messiah, was born. He sought to destroy everything around him that had resemblance of this prophecy of a Messiah. Thus, little Jewish boys became the target. The firstborn must die. Fatima reveals to us not only the meaning of Scripture as it opens up for us a wealth of information on the dynamicness of what Scripture has revealed and what Mary, the mother of God, is bringing to us in these messages, messages of reconciliation, messages of hope, messages of peace, to be united with her Son, and how we, in this modern world, must now look at Fatima and see what Mary wants us to do as her children. Our Lady gave the children these messages to remind us that if we do not listen to the voice of her Son and do not follow God's ways in our lives, as she revealed to them in that first message, which was the vision of hell, in which the children saw the suffering souls. And as they said, take us from this place, they saw the horror of what evil and turning away from God can do to the human soul. Fatima means more to us today than anything else. Because Mary has revealed herself in this message, a message of hope for her children. 
Once again, as she told the children, pray the rosary. That is the weapon against evil. Pray the rosary for the conversion of sinners, for the conversion of Russia, for the conversion of the world. The rosary, the most powerful weapon that Our Lady has given us. We come now to possibly one of the most misunderstood and interpreted messages of Fatima. It's a message that for years has been veiled in the shadows as John the 23rd looked at it and had it sealed back up. His successor, Pope Paul VI, likewise, had the message not revealed. But he made a comment before he died and said that the smoke of Satan has entered the church. John Paul I did not live long enough to really comment or give us any inclination of what he felt about this third message of Fatima. John Paul II would reveal this message because he himself was part of the message. The third message revealed there would be great persecution of the church and the Holy Father would be killed by a group of soldiers. The Vatican said the final part of the message referred to the failed assassination attempt on the life of Pope John Paul II on May the 13th, 1981. While many had hoped that the last secret would be of a more apocalyptic nature, it was Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI who wrote that it will probably prove disappointing or surprising after all the speculation it has stirred. And he added that the purpose of the vision is meant to mobilize the forces of change in the right direction. The vision speaks of dangers and how we might be saved from them. This message, then, is a message of our time. It is a message in which we are living. It is a message in which we are seeing happen before our very eyes. As we recall that event of May the 13th, 1981. In a bright sunny day in the afternoon, as Pope John Paul II made his way in the Popemobile through the crowd, embracing and blessing children, the sick, and shaking hands as a good shepherd leading his flock. 
He takes a little baby, blesses it, and hands it back to his mother. Then shots rang out. The crowd began to scream. The Holy Father fell back into the arms of his secretary. Blood outpoured from him as the white cassock was stained now with blood. Crowds screaming, an assassin running, and people grabbing at him and finally knocking him down. Aliaja, a Turkish man, was arrested and brought in for questioning about an attempted assassination of Pope John Paul II. The hours that lie ahead for the Holy Father were one in which they were rushing him now to the Gemelli Hospital. There the bleeding Pope, losing blood, in the arms now, and the tenderness of the mother whom he loved, Mother Mary. Totus tuus, totally yours, his papal motto, now enveloped him in the arms of the Mother of God, whom he said later guided the direction of the bullet that saved his life. As he was recovering, he asked those in charge to bring him the messages of Fatima. He wanted to reread them, study them. As he did, he realized that he was the Pope that Mary was speaking of. He was the one who, under the great obelisk of the cross, standing in St. Peter's Square, had ascended the hill of Calvary. Vatican Hill is the place where St. Peter died, the first pope. And St. Peter made the comment, I am not worthy to die as my Lord. Turn me upside down. And Peter was crucified upside down. John Paul, as he fell backwards into the arms of his secretary, what were his thoughts? The third message of Fatima being revealed under the glimpse of the sun as the shadow of the cross fell upon the Pope Mobile in St. Peter's Square. Under the eyes of the Lord and the apostles on top of the great archways of St. Peter's looking down now on the successor of Peter, bleeding, wounded, there now for us, willing to lay down his life for his sheep. John Paul too, in looking at this third message, realized its importance and what it would mean in our day to the world, a world torn in strife, 
a world torn apart by hatred. As this third message will reveal, it was not a message of an apocalyptic nature, but it was a message of what was happening to mankind. What's happening to the hearts and the minds of the souls of faithful Christians of what will take place. It was a message which would say there would be great apostasy, disbelief, a turning away from God, but yet in itself a message which Our Lady once again would remind us that we must pray, do penance, and pray the rosary, for the rosary is the great weapon against all evil. When we look at this, we see that this message, this message now, becomes the message of our time. A message of which Fatima is now reminding us that, yes, we must turn to the Lord through His Holy Mother Mary. In what way is the message of Fatima still so important today? It is because of the hopelessness of our world situation. Our Lady's message still holds out hope for all mankind. In one of her apparitions, Our Lady told the three visionaries, Lucia, Francisco, and Jucenta, that she was the only one who could help you. Her statement tells us two things. First, in the face of the enormous problems of the 20th century and now the 21st century, there is still help available. This means we must not give up in despair, no matter how great the tasks and challenges are before us. What were and still are these challenges? Our Lady herself spoke of them. She began by giving the children the consoling message that the terrible conflict of World War I would soon come to an end. Soldiers would return home. In that war, an estimated 20 million people died. But the Blessed Mother also warned that if people did not put her requests into practice, a more terrible war would occur. World War II was to take the lives of 50 million people. Finally, Our Lady told that the evil of communism would begin in Russia and that it would spread its airs throughout the world. This evil would provoke wars, cause famines, carry out persecutions of the church, and especially of the Holy Father. Many nations would be annihilated, and we can see clearly that Pope John Paul II was not 
exaggerating when he remarked that at Fatima, Our Lady summed up the whole 20th century. St. John Paul II further confirmed this when he called the 20th century the most violent century in human history. Two world wars, atomic bombs, concentration camps, ethnic and religious wars. Then there is the whole culture of death with communism spread in the attempt to destroy Christian, familial, and families, moral and cultural foundations of Western society. These errors would include contraception, abortion, embryonic stem cell research, euthanasia, assisted suicide, divorce, pornography, child abuse, and the like. To counter these evils, then, human efforts and the resources alone prove totally inadequate. To expect diplomacy or human alliances or armed resistance alone to solve the world's problems is a grave mistake. Yes, we must continue our efforts at dialogue and works of peace, but if these exclude recourses to God for His help and His blessing, they will prove fruitless. At Fatima, the Blessed Mother reminds us of this very clearly. This leads to a second important point in Our Lady's statement. I am the only one who could help you. She says this because the Most Holy Trinity has placed in her hands and in her Immaculate Heart the way to peace in the world. Our Lady stressed in her apparitions that people must stop offending God by their sins. He has already been so grievously offended that there must be then a conversion of our lives to God. This begins with the sincere practice of the virtue of justice. Recent popes have stressed the fact that there can be no true lasting peace without justice. By justice we give to each person what is their due? Justice to God, then, in the words of the pardon prayer, the angel taught the little shepherds, means we believe, adore, hope, and love. Love Him. We believe by acknowledging God in our daily lives. Do we truly believe in God? the Father Almighty, the Creator of heaven and earth? Do we understand that first commandment? I am the Lord your God. You shall not have strange gods before me. Do we understand the true meaning of that commandment written by the hand of God on a tablet of stone? 
and then given to Moses? Do we understand the power of our God who wants to know us, his children, and who does know us into the very depths of our soul? Do we acknowledge God in our lives by praising him, adoring him, and loving him? When we adore by praising Him in worship and prayer, we hope by trusting in His promises and in His providential care of our lives. And we love by doing His will in the keeping of His commandments. This is very important. God, through the Virgin Mary, is telling us that the first step toward world peace is to be at peace with Him. We find this peace especially in the sacraments of the Holy Eucharist and penance, both of which Our Lady encouraged to receive regularly through the five first Saturday devotions. Then, we will then show love to our God, our Savior. When the church bell rings on Sunday morning, do we hear the voice of God calling us to come and worship Him? Or have we become lazy and turned away from the voice of God and go about doing other things? Have we forgotten, like the children of Sodom and Gomorrah, that the power of God is so great in our lives that we fall into the trap of evil by turning away from the one who loves? As Sunday comes and goes and we forget to go to Mass and worship Him? Or on a holy day, do we just ignore it and brush it aside? Do we fail to worship and love our God and adore Him? This is what Our Lady meant in that third message. Apostasy and error, a lack of faith and trust in God. We must show justice to our neighbor by respecting the God-given dignity of each person. Do we do this? This respect must make a real difference in the way we live our daily lives, whether it be between spouses or parents or children or with church leaders, our next-door neighbor, or even the spirituality and looking at those who suffer, the poor. Do we offer them our love and assistance? Do we see Jesus in them? Or do we ignore one another? Do we turn away from each other through hatred, envy, and jealousy? Do we ignore our parents when they call for help? How many have abandoned mother and father and turned away from them? Do we ignore our children who cry for help? Many who roam the streets and find other outlets such as drugs, pornography, and prostitution? Do we ignore the fact 
that this is the third message of Fatima when we reject the love of God in our lives and family structure begins to break down? Do we ignore then the poor and the lonely, those that cry out for help by turning our backs on them and walking away? This is the third message of Fatima, a rejection of the dignity of human life. We must always remember that through direct opposition and turning away, we tear down the basis of every human being, the dignity of every man, woman, and child when we fail to love and to fail to build that love on that first commandment of all, to love the Lord your God. When we fail to do this and fail to keep the Sabbath day, when we fail to recognize Jesus in one another, then religion for us then becomes a secondary purpose of life and we begin to reject everything that it stands for. If we share love, then there will be greater unity, harmony, and ultimate peace. But if we continue to foster hatred, then as someone said, if World War III begins tomorrow, it may be because I hated my neighbor today. Next time we will continue with the third message of Fatima. May our Blessed Mother be with you and may you see in her the hope, the love, and the tenderness of a mother who cares to bring us to her Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. God bless you. We hope that you've enjoyed this production of Living Bread Radio Presents. For an audio archive of this program, go to livingbreadradio.com and click on the programming menu. This has been a production of Living Bread Radio in Canton, Ohio. Join us again next week at the same time for more Living Bread Radio Presents.